Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,979, last day of 2021. As we say goodbye to this year and welcome in the new year, I wish for all of you good health, great prosperity, and inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. As we end the year. I thought I'd head over to the Netherlands and talk to a very creative guy by the name of Leonard Von de Kampen. Leonard, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear and are you ready to release the clutch? Already. All right. We're going to have some fun. We're going to send uh, this 2021 out with a bang, uh, not a whimper. And uh, as we all get ready for the new year, things most definitely are going to get better. That's the plan, at least. But before we get started with your talk and I share what you do, which is very creative, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Leonard? Well, it's quite funny, actually. Like People know me for quite some things about me. Like For example, I'm a guitar player. So I have people who know me for all the music stuff, but also I have like my decoration side where I make my wooden signs and that side of the business. And I have a lot of people who know me for that part of me, but usually they don't know both parts of me. Yeah. So yeah. usually they, like I have people who know me as a guitar player and people who know me as an artist. an artist, like, yeah. And so I guess that's a good way. Like, look, I'm both people. <laughs> well, you know, this is very interesting. Uh, regular listeners will know that in the last month, I've had an abnormally large number of guests who are musicians in addition to their career paths. Concert pianists, violin mm -hmm. players, guitarists, like I said, uh, all different kinds of instrument drummers. And it's kind of funny, but, you know, Artwork, being creative is tied with music. So I see the relationship there. My career was basically in advertising and artwork, but I played the guitar my whole life. And so, mm. yeah, I kind of see that working. But you look mo much more like a rock star than me, I'll tell you that. So uh, <laughs> you're doing better in that department for, well, sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. And we're going to talk about uh, why I wanted you on the show, because I found you out there uh, in the world. And I went, oh, I've got to have this guy on my show because he does some really, really cool things. So let me give you an introduction. Leonard Von Kampen is the owner of Leonard's Garage, where he builds wooden signs and beautiful sculptures. Leonard's Garage is recognized worldwide as one of the finest creators of vintage style wall art. He has combined his passion for cars, motorcycles, music, and cinema with his fascination for art and woodworking. The attention to detail together with his charismatic vintage wear and distinguishable rugged style is what makes his artwork very, very unique. Through the years, Leonard Leonard has dedicated his energy and passion to achieving a level of quality and craftsmanship that will leave a long-lasting impression to all of its beholders. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so give him a listen, and we'll be right back. We're in the Netherlands today, signing off to 2021. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated 
with an extra UV resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-2-1 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, so we're back. So I want to uh, dive a little deeper into what you do and how you got into this. You mentioned you were a musician, you play guitar, but you decided to create artwork, but you do it in a very unique and different way. So walk us through how you got involved with this. And then since we're a podcast here, of course, we'll have links to your, your on our show notes page to your website where people can visually see, but work on explaining what it is you create because it's it's very different. I've not seen anything like it in the way you do it when it comes to what I call garage art, wall art, fine art. Uh, so take it away. Right. I think to understand what I'm, what I do now, uh, nowadays, like we have to get, go back to the beginning. Like when I was about 13, 14, I would say I started to play guitar. And prior to that, I was already a big, like, rock music fan you know like Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin and, and basically when I got a guitar it was just like all right now that's the music I will play now right so for a couple of years I was real hardcore diehard doing that thing like being creative on the guitar but I always had also kind of a, a visual graphic aspect to me like to what I like and like to make and do and so while I was playing guitar I started like you know, the case of my guitar, my guitar case, let's do something with this, you know, let's make this unique. And I, when I was like 14, 15, I kind of figured out how to make my own stickers, like design this whole big, like kind of cheapish way of making my kind of stickerish kind of things to, to make my guitar cases look more unique and beautiful and personalized. And so 
yeah, I started doing that just for myself, just for fun, because, you know, I just really felt like doing these things. Like, it's kind of an urge in me. Like, and then a couple of years later, when I was about, I would say about 17, 18 or so, I went to music school because I went off to study music. I got accepted there on guitar, like, which I didn't expect because I was only playing guitar for like so shortly, you know. So I went in there, see if I could pass the audition, and somehow I did. So then I was in music school surrounded by a lot more guitarists, you know. I could all liked what I was doing and kind of building this my own my own style of everything that I had, basically, you know. And it's just because the guitars and the guitar cases interested me. That's what I was doing it on. But I just had this urge to always decorate and customize whatever I owned. Like, it's, uh, and I still do, basically. And around the same time, I, I started studying on, on the music school. Uh, my father started his, uh, his furniture building company, Wood Furniture Building. He made quite a career career switch because he was in the financial world. And oh my then, gosh, that's a huge yeah, switch. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing it on the side already as kind of a hobby. But, you know, then uh, things, you know, crisis, a lot of people got fired. And, you know, yeah, and so he, he decided, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work on this. Good for him. Instead of a hobby, I'll make it, you know, a real company, you know. So all of a sudden there was, there was wood around the house, you know, and tools and at least more than it was before. Like, it was like, it got serious now, you know? Yeah. So one day I just took a piece of wood and said, well, you know, I can do guitars and guitar cases. Let's see what I can do with this, you know? So I just, yeah, I just play around. I ex- experiment and I started making simple little things of wood, like little simple wall signs. And But right from the beginning, I realized with this wood, this, this particular type of wood especially, it's like, because it's so... Uh, they are so charismatic, these these planks, these shells, like there's a lot of scratches and lines in them that I could use those char- those characteristics to to li- make everything that uh, make all my projects look old and worn and oh, aged. Okay. Yeah. So and that has become a huge part of my work now, like the aging part of it. Like I I would say that's one of the most important characteristics about what i do now with the woodwork is the aging part of it like and it all just started from playing around you know experimenting because yeah we had wood laying around so you know on a sunday afternoon we just yeah you know let's let's see what i can do with this so well it works really well in correlation with the concept of the automobile because when we those of us who love automobiles most of us and listeners here on cars yeah also love old cars and there's people that like perfect old cars and people that like a patina on their old car because it looks used and and that's all part of the garage art concept and things on the wall and combining these elements together are quite fascinating i noticed on your website you have a video uh and you're using some of those areas to paint in and cover and uh, do different things on so explain to the listeners from a visual standpoint an example of uh, maybe one piece that you would do what would be on it how you would go about producing this piece because your art's not just a flat element like canvas or painting on wood it's got depth to it and dimension yeah i'm I'm kind of playing around with this because ultimately it is a flat it's a flat object only i always try to make the imagery in such a way that if you would hang it on the wall straight and you would look you would be looking straight at it Mm -hmm. like it does look as if it comes out of the wall like right but it's not you know it's flat it's and at the same time, like also a very 
recognizable part of my work. It's like everything I make is made out of the same style of blanks or shells, or however you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And I attach them to each other so that they become a wooden board, basically. But the, the borders between these blanks are very visible. And I purposely let it be visible. I want there to be borders. I want you to see that it's, look, it's a plank. It's wood. It's, right, it's, it's, right. I'm not trying, trying to, hide. to hide it. Yeah, exactly. No, no. It's like, look, it's very rough and it's, 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 it's a plank and there are a few planks together. And it's like, you see the borders. And at the same time, there is this other element about it that it does look very realistic. Like it comes out of the wall almost. Like, right. And I really like this combination kind of between... On one hand, I'm I'm completely showing you that it's not coming out of the wall. It's a flat piece of wood. And at the same time, there is an element that in your brain says, look, it does come out of the wall. And I really like this this kind of, yeah, this, this fusion between these two uh, visual aspects. Yeah, it's a play to the eye a bit. Um, yeah. It's a trompe type concept a little bit, but not really, because you're not trying to trick us into something different. But you're pl- I like the fact that you're playing off the elements of the wood and tying that in, because again, it goes to me back to the patina of old cars yeah. and so forth. So what are some of the uh, identifiable objects that you've created art from? I know from looking on your website, I've seen Formula One cars, I've seen logos yeah. of car marks, I've seen people. Different people in the industry, yeah. uh, some musicians and things like that. I saw a great sign you did, Joe Bonamassa, uh, one of yeah, my favorite yeah. guitarists. Oh, man, that <laughs> yeah. guy's like killer. Uh, so, yeah. so tell us some of the different elements that you like to work with, and maybe that ties into some of your favorite automobiles as well. Yeah, I had one guy telling me the other day, is like, he says, like, everything that you that's here in your garage, it's, it's you. you know, it's just like all these things that you're making. It's just base, It's just an extension. Ex- extension of you right. it's an expression of you and it was that this guy told me this and i was like huh yeah he's right you know it's like this is this is really so like you can basically see like all the things that they make is what i'm passionate about what i'm interested in you know what you know what i find beautiful or simply visually appealing or like it's all all these things are are me so yeah, a huge part of me is of course music and guitars and guitarists, you know, and, and like, uh, and I have great passion for cars and for racing cars and you know, like especially Formula One cars. Like so, yeah, that's what that's how I make the choices of what I would make. It's just whatever I'm interested in, you would know. You love? like, yeah. So it's 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 kind of um, I'm just combining this, you know. I'm just combining all the passions that I have in life with. You know, the, the, like I like woodworking, and so I'm combining these, and that's what this is what comes out. So let's talk about the scale a little bit because some of these are they're not little tiny pieces. Oh no, no, no! Many no. of these are, are much larger <laughs> scale, and I yeah. just had the artist uh, Peter Mayer on my show, who does full life size paintings of automobiles. Yeah. He worked as a designer for GM, but he does these these incredible lifelike paintings creations using translucent colors and things but he does them full size so like a you know these yeah. are 20 feet long they're incredible yeah. but your pieces are, are maybe not 20 feet long but they're much larger in size so talk about why you like to work in that kind of scale oh i always have this kind of joke that i tell about people you know it's like sometimes you have this saying that less is more you know oh yes like, mies van der Rohe. you know <laughs> bigger is better you know like <laughs> but for example the my uh, wall sculptures of cars like 
usually they are anyways like they hang them on kind of larger areas empty spaces on the wall so i have the space to work there basically so why not use it you know right and it is true that simply if you make something bigger it becomes more impressive you know? <laughs> many times <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I just i like to work on big things uh, until the the point that i cannot lift it anymore or it's just too <laughs> too, too, too much of a hassle to work around with sure. it because it's just big and too heavy like but yeah i just you know like to make big pieces you know, make a statement do it big you know like uh, yeah. so yeah if, if i can make something as big as i can then i'm satisfied you know what kind of wood do you work on is it typically one particular type of wood or do you work on different types of of you know softwoods hardwoods so pretty much everything that i make the wood that i use is scaffolding wood like literally scaffolding wood used on building construction sites oh and really so you're repurposing yeah yeah yeah. very it, cool it, uh, i don't want of course you could buy this this particular type of wood that it's spruce right like uh you could buy it as new new planks but i, I don't want the new ones because that's boring okay, right i, want, I got you I want the real used bettered ones you know like so usually when i go to i go around you know many places to find these these particular used planks uh-huh. and 90 percent of them is just you know <laughs> as if it come out of a battlefield and you cannot use it they're anymore pr- they're pretty rough yeah yeah it's like and they're warped and it's just like a disaster but 10 percent of them usually you can use oh nice so i go to this 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 big you know this wood uh trading places and and these guys are looking at me it's like what is this guy doing yeah why do I, you want this stuff I, it's like i'm just going to this huge pile of planks you know just to find a few ones that actually that i can use and right. they all look it's like what is he doing you know because <laughs> usually just this is this is being this type of wood is being used for the construction sites you know, on the on the scaffolds that the guy you know the construction works can walk around them and all this so it, you know normally these these construction companies they just buy like i don't know hundreds of these planks just to use them for that purpose right and so all of a sudden you have, you have like a long blonde haired guy who's <laughs> yeah. just fishing through these shells and like taking like a few of them but yeah I, I do really enjoy like reusing this already worn piece of wood because it's so much more character in it it's so much more right. of a story like simply because of the 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 worn bits of it it becomes unique you know if i make a whatever artwork piece out of this piece of wood like there will never be the same one the the wood is always unique so it it gives a really unique element to your to your to your work uh, by using these old worn and battered pieces of wood so you know i love that you're repurposing this wood i had a, a friend who worked in construction and they would go to old schools and refurbish them so they would take a lot of the wood out like the bleachers um mm-hmm. the old bleachers which had things in them kids had carved their name in them jenny yeah, loves yeah. jimmy and <laughs> and uh the floors of the basketball court that had the old paint and he would make doors for a house or window frames but he would leave some of these elements in them so when you look yeah, at them that's fantastic I you're like that. what is that little stripe there well that's part of a, yeah. a basketball court or you know something yeah. like that so I, I love the whole concept of what you're doing yeah. now now being an artist i would assume you've got some what i call driving inspirations maybe some mentors in your life or people that have been very influential to the artwork you create is there anybody like that in your world yeah like I would say like the people 
the biggest mentors that I had were, were basically musicians, you know, uh-huh. like the music is still kind of the red line in all creative outlets that I have. It, like it all started with music and it's still kind of the, you know, like the music is the driving variant in, in, in my work. But so, you know, like when I started playing guitar, I was listening to, you know, Slash of Guns N' Roses, who was very big of inspiration and, and Jimi Hendrix and, you know, like yeah. Led Zeppelin and all this. And, uh, although of course they, they didn't mentor me on how to make, uh, wooden sculptures, but I guess they're still the most important mentors for me because they got me on a sort of, sort of creative pathway in my life. You know, they, without them, I wouldn't be here. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be making these sculptures if I would have not become a guitar player in the first place. Yeah. So they're two completely different things, but still like they are my true mentors, I would say like, uh, and of course, you know, during your life, you find a whole other, other interesting people who have creativity in their own way. But I would say that the ones who really made the first step for me, music-wise, are, are yeah, the, let's say all the guitar legends. You know, like, all, uh, the, all the great <laughs> guitarists. You know what yeah. I, I find kind of cool here, too, about your story, Lenart, is guitars are typically made of wood. And, you know, so your work, and that's one of the things I love about the guitar is the wood and how it makes it sound. Even think about violins, any stringed instrument, the different kinds of woods and how they're treated and thicknesses and how that makes the string sound and the air rushing through the instrument. So uh, I think that's a pretty good good correlation. We're going to take another short break. We come back. I want to talk about some challenges that you faced in your life. So keep that thought in mind. We'll uh, strum a few tunes while while you're gone listening to this show, and we'll be right back. I've discovered... Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion. And mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Leonard, let's talk about this because every great artist, every great musician runs across some obstacles, challenges. <laughs> some, they push some people over the edge, but I'd love for you to share something that you've come up against. But more importantly, what did that thing teach you so you could come out positive on the other side? Yeah, that's a great, great topic to talk about because in a way, of course, we all have our challenges in life, you know, on all fields of life. but. Like in the last few years, there was one big challenge. I need to explain this a little bit. Like when I started out making my sculptures, I didn't have a website or anything. You know, I was basically doing this for fun and it got out of hand. You know, <laughs> the only the only thing that I was that I had back then was a Facebook page. And I was just, you know, I was growing quite a following on there, you know, just, you know, doing my works and putting it on there. People liked it, sharing it and all this. And you know, after a while, this was not just a hobby anymore. It becomes slowly like a small business. Yep. But I was still just working from a Facebook page. 
because you know that's how I, how I'd always done it. Sure. So all of a sudden, my world turned around when, through some unexplainable reason, like uh, Facebook decided I, that I was not allowed on Facebook anymore. So huh. I lost my page. Yeah, and like uh, my 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 account, which included all my pages, so all my work, my whole portfolio was gone. Wow! It was just vanished and uh, you just wake up one day and everything and that you in, in, yeah, is, and you don't exist anymore it's like, it's like and it's quite twilight zone you know of course it's not a very smart move for me to, to just work from a facebook page right lesson learned yeah and but it was you know that's how i started out i was doing it anyways for fun anyways and it it just worked so i just continued doing it sure but yeah now what? You know, all of a sudden you're <laughs> it's like your work doesn't exist anymore. Right. So, um, but at the same time, I knew I had a very strong feeling at that time when it happened, although it was quite a disaster because all of a sudden you just, you know, you're out of everything. Like uh, at the same time, I had a very strong feeling. All right, this situation, it's it needed to happen. It's like I need to to grow. I need, you know, life is giving me this like obstruction so that i grow further so mm-hmm. i kind of restarted um uh, my, my business under a different name i built a website uh you know working from a website and then you know went on not a facebook anymore because i was done with facebook no i went on instagram because i still had that and linkedin and you know started all these different okay what can i do what can i do differently this time so yeah. i started all these new social media platform pages and, and a website and also up until that point, I was only, I mean, not even focusing. It was just, I had only Dutch customers, you know, because t- t- you, you're just walking from your small little circle, which right. gets a little bit bigger every time, but it's still just national. So as soon as I started making my website, I went international all of a sudden, you know. So, yeah, and now I'm sending works from here to Australia, to everywhere, you know. So in retrospect, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, I've heard this story before, and I've, I've talked to people about this, having come from the, the marketing world that I was in before I did became a podcaster, is I always am a little surprised when I see people don't have their own place, i.e. a website, or they're not capturing emails from followers. They're using their social media exclusively. And I always think, you know, not only are you playing in somebody else's sandbox, if Mark Zuckerberg doesn't like you anymore, yeah, he kicks exactly. you out of his sandbox and you're yeah. done and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And so I always suggest you've got to make your own identity and start to capture those email addresses and those your own customer base in your own world because that you can control much more. So, uh, yeah, it's a really valuable lesson and I'm, I'm glad you learned it y- younger in your career rather yeah. than later because some people have been doing things for 10 15 years and all of a sudden they have no way to communicate because exactly. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, I mean wherever you yeah. are, that's not your platform. You're just a no. vis- you're a visitor there, right? Yeah, but in, at the same time like if you if you if this going to happen to you, it better happens like harsh like to, yeah, wake up, to me, a big wake up slap. It's a, a real wake up call and you yeah. really all of a sudden there's like a real urge to grow to 
you know, to become better, right? To come back better. Like so, the way these things, you know, you should embrace them. They're good for you, you know. Yep. Although they don't feel good, they no, are good. Usually but, they yeah. don't. Those. That's why I yeah. asked this challenge question because these challenges, yeah. typically, if you treat them properly, they become wonderful learning lessons in our lives, yeah, and exactly. they help push you out of your comfort zone. Um. So I'm glad. I'm glad that happened to you. I wish yeah. it happened in a different so way. Am I, you know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now artists are always evolving, always changing, and I'd like to ask you about maybe a bucket list type concept two three years down the road of where you'd like to take your art where you see yourself evolving and growing into the future yeah basically what i want to be in two three years i want to be doing the same thing just i want to grow become better at it you know and and because i'm i feel like i'm i'm on the right way as a as a where i would like to go like i think i really found my direction i just want to go further in this direction uh, and in some years i would like to have a, a bigger workplace you know with a bigger workshop with you know sure. just more space and i would like to have a separate photography part and all these kind of uh, like um, yeah I, I would like to have bigger everything basically you know grow grow in every direction on the path that i'm in but at the same time you know i know i am maybe in three years i'm doing something completely different so I'm aware, I'm aware of that. So I'm I'm just enjoying the ride and you know doing my best on whatever I'm doing now. And then you know I, you never know what life has in store for you. So boy, you don't compared to what we had to deal with the last two years. You never know the, exactly, the things that. Are, <laughs> yeah, boy, that's that's taught some yeah. really harsh lessons for a lot of people exactly. for sure. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. Is there one that stands out? And if so, tell me about that ride. Yeah, I had to think about this question for a while, but. There is one memory that I think is very suitable for this piece here. When my father was still in his financial uh, work world, in his previous life, as we kind of jokingly say, mm -hmm. they were the, at that company, they were driving these lease cars, right? And they were BMWs. And one day his car had to go for service or something. And he calls me up and he says, be ready in 50 minutes. Okay. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, just be ready. I'm coming to pick you up. And I'm like, oh. All right. And I don't know, I maybe I'm like 10, 12 years old here. So, you know, I never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden he drives in front of the house with like a BMW Z4. Ooh, right? nice. Which yeah. was at that time, that was like, I mean, that was like, we we like a 10, 12 year old kid. You're like, wow, what's this? It's like this, this is like, you know, like sure. a, a racing car, you know? Oh yeah, they're cool. So basically what they had done is like, uh, Loaned him a car? Yeah, his car went for service and he could have this one, you know, for the day. So we had to bring it back. And I was like, we, it was only, a, you know, it could only have been like, I don't know, a 20 minute drive or something. But then we were sitting in this big car and the throttle, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Like, that's a kind of a, a cool car memory that I have. It's not even that, that BMW, BMW set for is my favorite car or anything, but just that that memory is kind of cool. It's, it's just, Oh, sure. Yeah, so I like those. Yeah. Those are cool little sports cars. It, the Roadster. Yeah. So did he have the top down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very cool. Well, yeah. this is a fun part of our talk here today, Leonard. I'm going to be your car psychologist, and for creative people, I like diving into your brain a little bit. Here. Yeah. So, so if you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? But the most important part of this question is why. Yeah, this I was looking forward to this part because I spent a lot of time thinking about Good. this. Good, awesome. Like at first, I was like, I was really looking for a particular brand of of a car. It's like what fits me. It's like it's not what I like because, for example, I like 
classic Ferraris, right? But I don't see myself as a, as classic. a classic. Yeah, yeah well, good. you know, like okay. uh, no, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I don't see myself as a classic Ferrari. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's realistic. It's the you know that's the important yeah. part of this question is how do we view ourselves? Yeah. So all of a sudden, this I came to this conclusion. Like for example, the latest movie of Mad Max, right, with Tom Hardy. It has all these crazy, crazy cars in it, right? This crazy, you know, like, and I, I can just only think and imagine that you have a few designers who just get the task, like, look, I don't care what you make. It's, it needs to be crazy, yep. you know? So go ahead, see you whenever, you know, <laughs> I want to see something crazy. And I was just thinking those designers, they must have been in like designer heaven at that point. They get this project that they can go absolutely off the charts completely no limits they can make the most craziest thing they've ever built right right so if i would describe myself i would choose this like any any car from crazy the crazy mad max car yeah because yeah. what they do is like they just take something like they take a regular car basically and they just go completely nuts with it they you know they they just rip it apart, you know, put huge wheels on it, some big cannons, put another roof on top <laughs> of it, whatever. Right. And this is kind of what I'm doing as well with, in my life, with my work, with my art and everything. I just take a quite simple concept and I just go to the absolute limit as to where I can go. It's like, how far can I take this? How complicated can I make it? How far can I push this? Right. Like when I started making uh, my wall signs, I was doing simple square album covers because i i basically thought like okay that's it that's kind of what you can do with this but now i'm making full-on like formula one cars with all the intricacies of the the wings and the bars boards and the wheels and everything like when i started out i was like nah that that would be impossible but now i'm here and i'm taking things like a very simple concept and i just push it to the very limit just to see where i can take it so I guess that's the best answer to your question. Like this, it's maybe more of an idea than it is an actual car, but those cars represent, I guess, what I am. (laughs) Nice answer. You put some good thought to that. And I I think it's a perfect answer for an artist. Yeah, those cars are absolutely crazy. They kind of remind me of rat rods. Yeah. Rat rods, but even gone crazier and wilder than that. So uh, they're really fascinating. All very patina, right? Oh, yeah. They're pretty rough. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's like rat rods meet World War II, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely (laughs) crazy. Uh, They're they're fun. That's a great answer to that question. Very unique answer as well. How about some great reading? Do you enjoy books? Is there a book you might want to share with our listeners today? Yeah. I enjoy books and movies and you know all the other stuff and of course like you see on the on, on these kind of podcasts it's usually somebody tries to uh, have a very like uh, entrepreneurial book or something or something <laughs> sure. very wise and i have something different today i have currently reading this book it's called wild, wild thing. thing okay by philip Norman. it's the biography of Jimi hendrix yeah probably one of many biographies of Jimi hendrix but this is the first one i am reading nice i mean what can you say? It's just an extraordinary book about an extraordinary man. And even if you're not into music, this man is extraordinary. And it 
you know, it's Christmas. Please go read it. You will enjoy it anyways. Like, yeah, an escape. You know, Jimmy was, uh, I believe he was originally from the Seattle area, just north of where. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah north yeah. of where I live. And there's a, a music experience museum up there that uh, the late Paul Allen uh, created. Oh, yeah. And it, it's designed by a crazy architect. He's not crazy, but his designs are crazy. And the music experience up there is just absolutely phenomenal. And they have a lot of stuff about Jimi Hendrix up there as yeah, well. Yeah, as they shoot, you know. It's, I mean, this is a kind of phenomenon of nature, you know. It's like these kind of people that you know. <laughs> you he, he was one of those guitarists, when you go back and look at videos of him, that just seemed super comfortable in his own skin. And he was doing stuff that people weren't hadn't seen or weren't doing and, and plus he was a black guitarist which put him kind of as a unique guitarist yeah. in the rock and roll world but he was just so out there but just so smooth and crazy yeah. and, and, and put aside lighting guitars on fire on stage and some of the crazy yeah. stuff that they did back then i mean i as a kid i that always bothered me like the who would wreck all their instruments i'm like yeah. i would die to have that guitar what do yeah, you do yeah, you know yeah. it was all yeah. part of their little stick but and they but, probably love that you feel that way you know yeah that was probably why they did it but you know the, for a poor little kid like me who couldn't afford one of those uh, fender strats or you know gibson les pauls it was like heartbreaking but jimmy was uh yeah, unique. I I'd not heard of that book, Wild Things, so I'll make sure I put a link to that on yeah. your show notes page so people can grab it. And it might be a, a great holiday gift or first of the year. I mean, it's always a good time to buy a book for somebody. That's for sure. Exactly. Uh, that's get them off sure. these computers and get them thinking and reading and learning about how other people became what they and besides became. gifting a book, it's also the perfect time to read the book, you know? So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, I'll remind our listeners, I've got a place on my website called Guest Recommended Books where I put all the books that my guests have recommended. There's over 2,000 books there, which is pretty incredible. Made it real easy for you to find them with a quick click to buy. So let's go on the ultimate drive before I let you go today. I'm going to buy you any vehicle to be in. You can be with anybody, living or deceased. If you want to go on a ride with Jimi Hendrix, you can do it. And you can be going anywhere. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a creative guy like you? Yeah, when I... I was thinking about this question at first. I was like, "I'm gonna trick you. I'm gonna buy a limousine. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna take, <laughs> take everyone every, with me." All right? the old, <laughs> all the past guitarists in the world. <laughs> and I was like, "No, Leonard, you need to be uh, put a little bit more effort into this." Okay, and, uh, I appreciate that decision. And then you know, it's like there are so many. So in fact, you cannot choose wrong because whatever you choose, it's already you know, it's it's already great. And then I thought there is this great album with BB King. And Eric Clapton. It's called Riding with the King. Riding with the King. Yeah, right. I'm very familiar and, with I it. I mean, you must have heard it. I mean, yep, I have it this, well. It has this awesome album cover that's like Eric Clapton is driving. There's BB King in the back, right? Yeah. And they're driving like the, like a like a Cadillac 66 Cadillac or something. I was like, well, you know, if you could go on the ultimate drive, yep. and who would it be with? I'm sorry, I have to do, I have to take two persons because I'm going to drive with both kings. You know, it's like that's okay. I'm going to take 66 Cadillac and I'm going to drive with Eric Clapton and BB King. Mm. You know, so to recreate that album cover, I think that would be that would be a vibe on its own. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, trying to remember what. That car was. Yeah, I think it's a Cadillac or something. Oh, it's a Cadillac for sure. Yeah, I was trying to remember the year though. It's black, I believe. And yeah, um, it's a- yeah, it was. I tell you, that album is pretty cool. And yeah, the idea of riding with those two guys mm-hmm. uh, in a convertible and yeah. listening <laughs> to their music is pretty, pretty darn sweet nice nicely done my friend well you've uh, taken us on a great ride today this has been really fun before i let you go 
Could you share maybe uh, words of wisdom, inspiration, or a uh, success quote or a mantra that you really are fond of that might inspire people as we move into 2022, reset our mass for future and better sailing here into the new year? Yeah, actually I do. It's like, uh, I'm sure that me and a lot of other creative people, they're all perfectionists, right? They're all trying to make whatever they do to try to make it perfect. And at the same time, although this is this is very good quality, of course. At the same time, it, it can be also very. It, it can work negatively on you because you will never get anything done, mm. right? Because you will be forever perfecting it, and it will never be done. And I'm always like, from as long as I can remember, I'm struggling with this one thing, like you know, like putting something out. For example, you build your new website, and you're just you never release it because you know because it's, it's not yeah it's I, never I done yeah. So I learned over the years, also people telling me this like you're thinking about it the wrong way it's like perfection is continuously growing so instead of having the end goal in mind turn it around and have the, the process in mind so you know as soon as you are working it's like it's you need to have something to get going right so you need to work with all the the means that you have so start working release it do something and while you're releasing it and you're working, you will get better at it, you know, you, and you're actually growing and at least as close as you can to perfection, I, I, uh, I think, instead of keeping perfection in mind. You know, it's a great concept, yeah, much like uh, life itself is a work in progress. And yeah, it exactly. is a process. And yes, many times don't worry about it being perfect. Put it out there. Keep working yeah. on it. Keep refining it. Keep creating producing something but finish what you're working on whatever that finish line means at that moment it doesn't have to be perfect um i've heard this from many artists that many artists won't get something done because they keep putting it aside because it's not perfect yet and it just sits there leaning against a wall and it's never completed so yeah get it done and put it out there and uh keep thinking that's a, a great way to think of things how can people keep up with you and learn more about what you're doing First of all, I have my website now. No Facebook page anymore. <laughs> Blue Bretza, yep. which is lenartsgarage.com. Uh, and I'm very active on Instagram, which is lenarts underscore garage. Uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn and YouTube and everywhere. So it should be pretty straightforward to find Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I'll put links to uh, his website's Instagram on his show notes page, but it's easy to find. Just L-E-N-N-A-R-T-S garage.com. Yes. Easy to find. Lenart, uh, here's to a very healthy, prosperous new year for you and to all you listeners, same to you. Make it the best year ever. Get out there, create, be inspiring, uh, have fun, uh, be kind to everybody because uh, we all need to be kind to everybody. Uh, and have a great new year to you. I wish you the best success in the future. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure being here and all the best wishes for the new year to you as well. Thank you. This was great fun. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions 
of these careers. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!